0: You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. HRN is food video supported by you. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. Today's program is brought to you by Corin, a supplier of Japanese chef knives and restaurant supplies. For more information, visit corin.com. Hello, welcome to Japanese. I'm Yoshida Katema, a food writer and director of the New York Japanese Culinary Academy, which promotes a deep understanding of Japanese cuisine in America. We are broadcasting Captain Bly from Brooklyn, New York. This show is all about Japanese food and food culture. We see sushi at every day on the supermarket, but what is beyond sushi? We hear dashi iwame ni zakaya, but what is exactly are they? Japanese food is still a mystery for many people, and I try to demystify this program with my good guests. My guest today is Vishar Jeffroa, who is the founder and maker of Shiraiwa, a sake brewery in Toyama Prefecture, Japan. And before Vishar founded the sake brewery in 2018, he was the chef de cave or seller master at the world famous champagne producer, Don Perignon for 28 years. And Vishao makes traditional style Japanese sake that is uniquely merged with champagne making techniques, and his sake is gaining the attention of professionals and connoisseurs of sake and wine worldwide. So today we'll discuss why master champagne maker decided to produce Japanese sake, Vichy's original style sake that incorporates the idea of assemblage. His experience with champagne is um, how his experience with champagne is inspired with traditional sake production and much, much more. But before you start, Japanese is available on Heritage Radio Network website as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify as a podcast. So please go to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, whichever you listen to, and subscribe to Japanese. And please write review. We really appreciate your feedback. And I have a quick announcement. So I am thrilled to let you know that Japanese has been nominated for a Pure's Choice for Best Food or Drink Podcast. Viewer's Choice for Best City or Regional Program, and Viewer's Choice for Best Single Topic Series at the 14th Annual Taste Awards. So what is Taste Awards? The Taste Awards is often considered as the Oscars of food, and I'm very honored to be among the incredible nominees and immensely grateful to you, uh, listeners. And uh, I'm asking for your help. So please take a moment to vote for eats in these three Viewer's Choice categories. Again, it's best food or drink podcast, best city or regional program, and best single topic series. And every vote counts. So and you can cast your vote until February the 17th. And in order to vote, please go to the tasteawards.com. Again, it's the tasteawards.com and click on the red box and little at like, uh, the beginning of the page, submit your viewers' choice votes. So it's all multiple choices, you don't have to remember. You see Japanese and click on Japanese boxes. So thank you so much and uh, for your support. And again, thank you for listening to Japanese. Now, let's start a conversation with Vishar Jeffar. Hello, Vishar? welcome to the show.
1: Hello, hello everybody.
0: <laughs> right, so I know you are in France. So um, yeah, thank you for joining us to New York. Um, so first of all, to get to know you, Where are you from, and what did you eat when you grew
1: up? Well, I'm uh, born and raised Champenoise. I'm from a family of uh, Champagne-Vinons, seventh generation of uh, grape growing in the the south region of of Champagne called uh, Côte des Blancs, growing Chardonnay for so many years, so many generations. It has been my scene, my DNA uh, from the start. uh, and uh, and what did I eat? You know, <laughs> actually, for long, you know, it has been country country style food. You know, not so urban, not so polished, whatever. Simple food. You know, actually, grape growing is farming. It's country country style or everything. So. I've been coming to more sophisticated food uh, of late, you know, when uh, and uh, when moving to one making, as I will explain. Mm.
0: Right. Well, that's amazing because uh, everything in champagne to me is a terroir, so it's based on what your surrounding creates. So I think you're yeah. part of the terroir too. So yeah,
1: yeah it's an interesting question actually. Uh, if you look at the one regions of, uh, of France. All of them are really about the the, the food, you know, and with the notorious uh, exception of uh, of champagne as far as tradition of food, you know, there is not so much of a local or whatever history of uh, outstanding food. Uh, Nowadays is obviously, because uh, champagne achieved uh, such a status that it has been growing so many talents. Uh, So many chefs uh, now, but it's all a new, recent history of food in Champagne.
2: Mm. Uh,
1: It's interesting. uh, Is it the proximity of Paris? Is it that uh, for long, the region of Champagne uh, hadn't been really that uh, rich, that bourgeois uh, at all? It was uh, simple food for simple people. Mm. Uh, you get to understand uh, to be aware that the, the the current success of champion is pretty recent
2: mm. uh,
1: it's uh, sort of 50 70 years of uh, of uh, thriving and being that successful mm.
2: uh,
1: people are really are struggling to 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 understand that uh, you know he's Champagne has been around for so long, and yet uh, that's successful for such a, a recent period of, uh, of time.
0: Mm, well, we kind of have a, a wrong idea of champagne is something very expensive and only you drank for something very festive. It's not. It's an agricultural product really nurtured over centuries, like you say. So, yeah, we never should uh, see champagne something um, you kind have, of unreal. You, <laughs> really, really,
1: You get such a point. You know, champagne is so much uh, of a duality of the terroir and the and the brand. You know, the the terroir, the one credentials, whatever the depth. You know, of uh, the people making, growing and uh, and making the the grapes, the wine, and yet uh, at the same time it's about celebration. So mm-hmm. there is a tension you know, a duality in all of this, which could be the the intriguing uh, beauty of Champagne,
2: actually.
0: Mm, right. And, um, well, of course, you spent 28 years as the uh, chef de cab or cellar master at Dom Perignon. So it sounds like that's the depth and complexity and the purity of Champagne that you spent so long at uh, Dom Perignon, right? Is that why you spent your almost 30 years in the world of Champagne.
1: Yeah, frankly, I've been, uh, you know, through the the most uh, outstanding and uh, I would say exhilarating uh, wine position uh, in the world, you know, with uh, all due humility, but uh, yeah. Because L'Ompagnon is such a magical uh, project uh, of the wine, of uh, so much outside the wine, uh, the outside world of, uh, of Don Pagnon, of Champagne, mm. reaching out to the most outstanding people of the world. All in all, having sort of a vision of the world, you know, so I feel I've been very privileged in the position, but uh, uh, still in the end, uh, was it a comfort zone in a way, you know, and, that, uh, uh, and at some stage, uh, I started realizing that Image uh, was, uh, you know, accepting about anything I was asking for.
2: Mm. And it
1: rang to me, you know, saying, yeah, maybe <laughs> it's about, you know, it. You know, maybe I got to pursue the, the, the journey to keep on uh, setting up on new challenges, you know, <laughs> re, reinventing myself in a way. You know, I'm a great believer in the successive lives. You know, right. life is not one; mm.
2: it comes in
1: uh, in chapters, in, uh, in layers, and uh, so I had to go on.
0: Right to and the then, surprise
1: <laughs> of so many people. Yeah,
0: right. So um, you really took like um, the change, like a skydiving <laughs> equivalent. So and you, so you retired from uh, uh, your job at Don't Be Renown in 2018 and decided to make sake in Japan, which is a completely the change. Um, of your theatre to act on. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure you have a good reason to make unique decisions like that. So why sake? And what was your connection with Japan before you opened the sake brewery?
1: But, uh, my move to, to sake has been the conjunction of one, uh, you know, wanting to to break away from uh, from champagne, not to say from, from wine overall. And two, you know, all at the same time, all thanks to Dom Pagnon, you know, developing a fascination for Japan, uh, something so complex, so intriguingly complex, uh, so many, so many layers and, uh, and yeah, said so the fascination for, uh, for Japan, you know, mm-hmm. that... Uh, People are often there in Japan ask me, you know, why so, you know, and I say, well, my friends, it's out of love. It's <laughs> love for Japan. You know, I hope it's not too embarrassing to my friends there in Japan, but it's the actual truth. So on one hand, I wanted to break away. And on the other hand, I was drawn to Japan in the sense of pursuing a quest, or something of a... Of beauty, of aesthetics, of uh, harmony, and uh, outside wine, and yet, yet uh, the the bridges, the correspondences between sake and wine are more than one. Huh? Mm. Uh,
2: even
1: the origin, the the landscape, not to say the, the element of the terroir, and, uh, the the people, the fermentations, the the tradition, the the innovation, the storytelling, the and then the, obviously, ultimately, eventually, the food. You know, sake is so much about the food. Champagne is aspiring. You know, to go to more and more to the food. So all in all, uh, it, it was uh, such a natural way uh, to transition from, uh, the, you know background of, of wine into something different enough
0: mm, uh, interesting so very similar but but very different when it comes to how it's enjoyed and uh
1: yeah. yeah and uh i'd love to add that uh you know i haven't been running into sake right away you know i've been going to japan on many initial occasions uh, it's possibly so busy with my duties of don't pay anyone not looking really so much outside of the, the the duties and the, but still through so many contacts and friends i've been running into sake and the, to say that sake is definitely identity dna of of japan mm. you know it's in that close to colorless translucent liquid are all the history, the traditions, the the values, the athletics, whatever, you know, of, of Japan.
2: Mm. It's
1: a concentrate of so many things in one glass.
0: Right. That is true. So, okay, that's interesting, right? Um, yeah, I really completely see now how you moved smoothly into the sake world from the world of champagne, um, so maybe we can just talk about the similarity and differences of uh, sake and champagne in another episode. But uh, I just want to know, um, you know, you you wanted to, you've been fascinated by Japan and the sake. But then I, I heard you have many friends to make this project happen to actually build um, the this uh, Shiraiwa sake brewery. So what's the connection behind it?
1: Uh, <clears throat> You know, I could easily prime myself, and being really the, having developed an expertise in assemblage uh, in, in the wine, and uh, hopefully more and more so in a, in a sake. You know, but uh, basically, I'm I'm blending people. Mm. I'm, uh, you know, projects are about the people. Uh, you know, lonely. Uh, you know, coming up to. But I am a station with my suitcase, you know, lonely. We don't work out, you know. So it's so much about the people uh, being able to blend, to unite really uh, goodwill, uh, talents, uh, people who want to be on a, a journey, an adventure, embarking mm. on It's it really the, the prerequisite to anything. Mm. Before you can bring that... Uh, that you are five in the glass, you know. There has been a, a background of uh, so many years and years and years of uh, collecting the right uh, expertise, talents, and uh, and goodwill. Mm. So, yeah. So it's my uh, pride to to start with, even before considering the the sake itself. Mm. You know, it has been about the partner. Masuda-san in Toyama. It has been collaborations of Kengo Kuma, Mark Lewis, and, Uh It has been about investors uh, from uh, different countries outside Japan, Japan in the first place, but way outside Japan. It has been about local uh, Toyama bankers. It has been about really the local administration of Tateyama uh, in the prefecture of Toyama. It has been about the local administrations, uh, uh, you know, all wanting to to help uh, contribute and facilitate the, the, the project. So, well, mm. uh, what an adventure. Right. You know, people sometimes think that uh, I'm totally crazy.
2: Mm. I
1: must be, yeah, to an extent. You know.
2: Right. Well, the this...
1: project's are about, you know, being crazy enough. It's <laughs> about a dream. Always is. You know, there must be a dream. You know, as a, the horizon, you know, something you can tend to, you know, so to be drawn to mm-hmm. something. Right. But setting up in Japan is uh, definitely a challenge. It's climbing a mountain by the northern face, in a way, the, uh, the, the icy, icy face of a mountain. But uh, the the pleasure, the thrill, is up uh, is up to the the, the challenge.
2: Mm-hmm. It's very
1: rewarding and. Uh, and as we speak, after four years of uh, activity, you know, one can say it's already, you know, bearing fruit, you know, mm. really showing really great uh, indication of, uh, of success.
0: Right. Well, um, yeah, I feel that you enjoy making sake, not just because of making sake, but also the collaboration. Like you mentioned, Ken kuma the world-famous um, architect, and also the Masuda Shuzo, that's the Masuda sake Brewery, Got advice. And it, it, the, you know, the location talking about, it's um, Shiraiwa in Toyama Prefecture, which is facing the Japan Sea. So it's just amazing. You have all the... the you know, elements to make amazing sake brewery. And uh, we'll talk about new facilities, the sake brewery too. But uh, yeah, so uh, we'll take a quick break here. And when we come back, we'll dive into Rich Richard's unique sake making philosophy that incorporates the beauty of champagne. So please stay with us. Tribe Tribeca showroom is home to the most extensive collection of Japanese chef knives in the world, including Japan. Stop by to view their exquisitely designed tableware and the wireless natural sharpening stones. They have a whole range of knife services, from repair and rust removal, to reshaping and realigning. Corin is dedicated to this ideal, bringing the highest quality Japanese design to your table, so you can experience the unparalleled quality of Japanese craftsmanship in your home or restaurant. For more information, visit coin.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Japan Needs on Heritage Radio Network, HRN. I'm your host, Saki Koteyama, and my guest today is Richard Jeffois, who is the founder and maker of Shiraiwa, a sake brewery in Toyama Prefecture, Japan. And before Richard founded sake brewery in 2018, he was the chef de carve or seller master at the world-famous champagne producer, Don Perignon, for 28 years. So... Uh, Let's dive into your sake. So, what is your philosophy of sake making, and um, is it different from your champagne making philosophy?
1: Yeah, you know, frankly, before being technical, uh, a project is about a a vision and ambition, and that uh, I've been traveling Japan uh, through Japan for so long, meeting up with so many people, and. Starting figuring out that uh, uh, Japan had to decidedly make it to to the world that uh, sake was possibly too much of a Japo Japanese uh, affair, uh, and uh, we know that the industry is in a in a steady decline since uh, early nineteen seventies. So all in all, you know. My dream thing of, of a sake was really a brand, a, a sake which would be uh, deeply probably rooted in Japan and yet able to make it out, reaching out to the world, not to say embracing the diversity or the, the, the cultures, the the cuisines, the people, you know, developing awareness and success of a sake outside Japan. The, mm. the future of sake is outside Japan. So... I would say, therefore, a brand, you know, therefore, a sake. Then my belief that uh, the sake got to be special enough to make it a really winning uh, thing to, to the world. So it's the way I've been really coming to, you know, the formulation of a Iwa 5, uh, a sake. Mm. Right.
2: Oh,
0: well, that's interesting. You are forward-minded Um I think it's a mindset always. Um, that is true. I mean, the, the future of sake, the sake export has been really the record high thanks to interest abroad. And um, it's, it's interesting that your way to make something uh, the world class, which is to me the same philosophy as making champagne,
1: yeah, because, you know, okay, you are very right, you know, in recent years, uh, the exports have been really uh, increasing dramatically but it's such, from such a small base. Uh, as we speak, the export of sake is a mere 5%, and uh, it's not sufficient. The value, the value, the volumes and the value, of, uh, you know, to, to the sake industry are definitely overseas so we we as say collectively got to make it you know way larger than it is currently is you know it's it's what is at stake you know that we we got to realize that there were thirty seven hundred breweries in early seventies prior to the oil crisis, and now we are down to twelve hundred mm-hmm. so it's we, we got to bounce up, you know. And uh, I want to contribute to this. Obviously, mm. you are, you know, it's a project which got to be successful in the sense of being profitable, keeping myself and my investors happy. But there is a purpose above, and it's my sense of love for Japan to contribute to the cause of, of sake. Mm. You know, my dream in life, you know, I should have said in the first place, and I wanted to move from the, the status of a, of a visitor to Japan to the one of a contributor. When you love, you contribute. Mm. You cannot be a, a visitor or a passenger, you know, and uh, discussing uh, who knows what. You got to be hands-on and be mm. with the people. Right. Uh, so I, 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 I want, you know, humbly, you know, uh, I'm not going to make it alone, but I want to contribute.
0: Mm, I think you're doing it and you really inspired a whole industry. So so let's discuss your actual sake because it's very interesting. So your sake is called Iwa 5. And uh, I'd imagine Iwa comes from Shiraiwa, I uh, means walk, the name of the brewery. But why is number 5 attached to it?
1: Yeah, if we speak of uh, Iwa for, for a second, yeah, fair enough, Iwa comes sh- from Shiraiwa. Shirayuwa is the the name of the site where we established the the kura, the the brewery. Uh, I wanted a name that uh, authentic, representing really a, a place of uh, of the the birth of uh, of the sake of the brand, the soul place in a way. And actually, it's even the name of a small village down the our property. There's a village of. Uh, you know, a few tens or 100 people down there. And actually, when you Google out, you Google map out, you find Shida Iwa, you know, EY is on, on the map. You can't point at it on the map. And it's something I was very definite, very keen on. I wanted that uh, element of, uh, you know, the origin you could point at on, on the map. So, mm,
0: I'll do it later for sure <laughs> to really zoom in Google <laughs> Google map
1: and, and then you know the, the five uh, actually it's something uh, I've been seeing that five is the the universal symbol of, uh, of harmony in the west in, in the east the east and the west it's a universal thing and uh, it's, uh, when I say harmony, it's about union and it's about uh, uh, quintessence. Uh, and uh, basically, all of this harmony, union, quintessence are my way of expressing assemblage. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of, you know, a very uh, generic uh, mention of sort of a blended thing up front on the bottom, is the five, you know, which is a, a symbol thing. Our what makes really uh, Iwa 5 uh, so singular. The salient character mostly is, you know, 5 is assemblage.
2: Mm,
0: okay, so let's talk about the assemblage because um, uh, many of us are not familiar with the concept of assemblage, which is very, very profound, I think. So um, what is uh, assemblage? And uh, why did you decide to use it for sake making, which is unheard of before? So.
1: But assemblage was not really, uh, you know, thought over of, of in the first place. It's more the consequence of a reasoning. I was telling you that uh, Iwa got to reach out to the world, embrace the cultures, the, the cuisines, and uh, and uh, my observation of many years uh, as much at Dompeignou as, uh, you know, developing Iwa is that uh, the only way to make it to the world is to be of superlative balance and complexity. Uh, balance actually makes uh, richness weightless. Uh, it's, uh, it's somewhat philosophical in a way. It's a mm. philosophy of taste. Actually, I've been really experiencing, uh, experimenting through my 28 years of Dom Pignon, and which is... Uh, universal as valid in uh, Iwa as in Dompeño as anything. And uh, and I've been thinking that balance and complexity of sake could be worked out to another level with Mm -hmm. all due respect to the great sakes of Japan. But I wanted to bring something very personal. You know, I've been telling you of contributing. So not mimicking, you know, the existing... uh, Uh, you know, sake is at all, you know, coming up with something from a different angle, a different perspective. So making it to the world implies balance, complexity, and the only way to achieve balance and complexity is really assemblage. Mm. You know, working almost sort of a yin and yang thing, the opposite and the complements to make it as as a uh, continued uh, from start uh, to finish of uh, of the drinking,
0: mm, right. So basically, traditionally, sake brewer brewmaster make um, one style of what they think is perfect flavor. Um, that's the sake of the brewery. But instead, you're making different types. I mean, different flavored sake, and then you blend yeah. each of them. So how many? Um, components do you blend from like how many I would say barrels
1: (laughs) before getting to just uh, trying to to make really the the assemblage out you know the no the elements the number of elements and uh, and more Uh, I think that uh, assemblage is definitely pioneering in, a, in the industry of, of Japan. You know, the industry has been 1,200 years uh, of, of age and nobody has been, you know, making it wise it was all feasible to anybody in Japan. So uh, there is that sense of, a, of a pioneering and uh, that uh, this got to be considered together with the the process of maturation. You know, originally when we, you know, released, we launched IWA 5 uh, in the in the spring of 2020 in Japan, first place, you know, it was so much about the assemblage. And down the road over close to three years now,
2: mm.
1: I realized that the paradigm is more than assemblage alone. It's uh, assemblage cross-bottle maturation. Hmm. One helps the other. You know, the assemblage can only make sense if it's uh, extended, you know, or magnified through the, the bottle maturation.
2: Hmm. And,
1: uh, and bottle maturation makes sense if the, 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 the base, the, the original assemblage got the potential. Mm. Uh, so it's sort of a reciprocal uh, whatever contribution, you know, which uh, makes it so unique because the assemblage is fine ring and the, the way I'm looking at uh, bottom maturation is uh, about as much.
2: Mm. You know,
1: obviously there is really that long tradition of koshoes, which have been made uh, specifically to the purpose of, uh, of maturation. And uh, down the, the road of 12 or 15, whatever, 20 years. Uh, here I'm telling you of a really original releases keeping really improving the bottle, like mm-hmm. good wine.
0: Right. So I really think that, you know, the, the word used harmony earlier. So by you can um, assemble like I, what I heard is you you think blending is different from assemblage, assemblage is more for targeting harmony, and by maturing you really confirm that all the elements you blended merged into one to create what you wanted to make as a harmony. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely correct. Thank you. It's uh, very well put. It's what it is, and. Uh, my observation of I and the really superlative uh, extraordinary sake of, of Japan is that the, the toji, you know, the, the, the brewers are willing to, in, in that realm of uh, junmai Gingos, are willing to make it as fluid, as flowing, as, you know, as a reference to water as possible, which I respect and actually obviously enjoy. But the project of IWA is very different. Without being really overly provocative, I'm adding uh, substance up. I'm adding richness up. You know, I'm beefing it up. But all things to balance from assemblage, the, that substance that richness you know remains uh, weightless enough I'm on the condon realm of being really uh, rich and yet weightless enough mm. you know, so it's a very different approach to, to philosophical approach to the whole thing uh, well mm. uh, I'm I'm an outsider you know I'm I'm another uh, from Japan I never will be like, you know, whatever love for for the country and the culture. So I'm bringing my own reading or interpretation of what uh,
2: psyche can be.
0: Mm, Right. Well, I I kind of, um, I really feel grateful even because that's the inside out uh, mindset you never question as a Japanese person. So like you said, a Japanese psyche tend to be really like pursuing the purity of the flavor that's inherent in ingredients and how toji makes and all those traditional techniques and mindset. But to me, what sounds like layering different perfected products can um, enrich the experience of tasting um, sake.
1: It's a a key thing, you know, that... uh... Sake, in essence, uh, absolutely right, is about the purity of the aromatics, the the volatiles, and uh, the nose, you know, so much so. And uh, the second thing is that sake is about the flow, the seamless flow of sensations. You know, to me, there is a word uh, I'm so keen on, and uh, which uh, sometimes is seen negatively, but which means so much to me it's drinkability. That mm-hmm. flow, you know, that uh, way well of flowing down the throat uh, to me is a magical.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: There's an element of this in, uh, in Champagne wines. You know, the, I believe that there should be about as much drinkability in Champagne wines as in sake. This well could be the major bridge between the, the two. Uh, so... The great brewers, great tojis of, of Japan are making it as fluid as water, are making it richer, and yet uh, wetless enough, flowing enough, seamless enough, smooth enough through through the, blend, through the assemblage. Mm. Voilà. But in the end, it's really being true to the essence of, of sake, hopefully. Right.
0: Well, it's interesting. Um, I think the word you describe, you know, the crunchable, uh, feeling in your throat. That's, uh, I think Japanese word called nodogoshi and nodogoshi doesn't get used to, you know, it is not used to, uh, describe sake experience. It's more like soba noodles or beer kind of, and it really enriches the experience of drinking sake, which I think is necessary for, to revive the sake industry. So that is interesting. I, I actually, to be honest, I've never tried a UFI, but, um, I have to try with my, uh, you know, the throat sensation to maximize experience,
1: Because the the major point of balance
2: uh,
1: is really, you know, the balance, uh, the equilibrium between the the palate and the nose. You know, we know that all uh, iron sakes are more nose than palate, Mm. which has been so for so long, you know, so enjoyable. Uh, Here I'm I'm trying to make really it more more even, meaning you know retaining as much on the nose, and uh, you know gaining on on the palate. Mm. You know another word about this would be palate ability, palatability, which is a word I love actually so much. Uh, You know people just uh, simply you know would say presence on the palate. And one of the top uh, sake sommeliers, uh, you know, one is based in Paris. And uh, he told me that uh, sake, uh, I'm sorry, Iwa is, um, is sake de bouche. Uh, I cannot even translate in, uh, in English, you know, that meaning that the salient characters of Iwa 5 are more mouthfeel, more palatability than anything.
0: Hmm, Interesting.
1: Wow. Not to mention the finish. You know, that assemblage allows, you know, such a balancing out of the the, the fundamental taste of the sweet, the sour, the, the bitter, the spicy, the salty, the umami, all the stuff to, to, together mm. to make it as continued as, as, as possible. Right. I've been really on the long discussions there in Japan, in, you know, with people telling me that sake had to be pretty short flavored, <laughs> and I, 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 I apologize that you are fired so that as long flavored as can be so mm. <laughs> you know hopefully smooth enough gliding the glide
0: right well it's uh, a, the, it, it's interesting because you know the we mentioned the word nodogoshi which is not used usually for sake but you know kiregai means like very like short finish kind of a you know, ephemeral, like, you know, have to chase that and then you keep drinking to get that taste again. But yeah, I, th- yeah. I think the way you create EVA 5, it's almost like you're expanding this uh, so called net- retro nasal and yeah. experience, yeah. which is always I enjoy because the taste experience lasts longer and you appreciate, uh, you know, the value of what I'm drinking. So,
1: Right. And the, 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 to finish off on the, the profile of a and 5 the, and the challenges, a major challenge to me has been really managing uh, or balancing out the bitterness out. You know, bitterness is one of the main uh, the major challenges of sake. Hmm. In all honesty, and I keep telling uh, my peers, you know, we we're, we're sitting at the, the Japanese Brewers Association. Uh, you know, and uh, we, we have really open, long, uh, open discussions with uh, our peers. Then uh, locally, you know, the prefecture of Toyama, we are very active there. And uh, I keep uh, telling them that, you know, whenever people don't like sake, say outside Japan, you know, it's on the on the grounds, you know, of uh, being overly bitter,
2: mm. which. Uh,
1: Makes it a bit too blunt, a bit too unsettling in a way, and uh, not so easy to to take for Western is uh, uh, for Western palate.
2: Mm. Uh, so
1: it's something I've been working out. Right. Uh, it's in the, it, it's there, but just in harmony with all uh, the other tastes. Mm.
0: Right, uh, I think the the bitterness probably comes from uh, certain minerals I and mean, depending on which region it may be yeah. more prominent or not. Mm. But mm. it's interesting that you, you said that because I heard iron makes it a little bit more bitter or yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. so <laughs> complicated, but yeah. That's,
1: uh, iron is the enemy for certain. Mm.
2: Right.
1: Yeah. Iron got to be low. Well, yeah.
0: The, uh, yeah. It sounds like though, um, it's, it's another complication. You know that uh, champagne making is very complicated, but which is harder for you, making champagne or sake?
1: Oh, uh, I'm going to tell you of an, uh, an anecdote, more than an anecdote, actually, something which happened uh, sometime last year. I gave uh, an extensive interview to Le Monde, uh, publication, you know,
2: mm-hmm. daily
1: newspaper, uh, leading one here in france mm-hmm. and the uh, full page interview I, I was so happy with this i could develop my my point uh, to to the full and there was that question of uh, comparing really the complications of uh, sake making versus uh, wine making and i dare to say that sake was more complicated to make more <laughs> complex and uh, there's been a you know an outcry you know and, I remember it was on a Saturday. On the Monday, I was bombarded with uh, messages, uh, uh, emails. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. It's, but, you know, and then I told my friends uh, in the wine industry in France, it, "It's the actual truth. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking my mind. Uh, I really believe, so I, I say. You know, and uh, there are way more options in the, in the making of sake than uh, in the making of." Uh, of, of, of wine, you know, champagne well could be, you know, more complicated to make than any, any other wine that, uh, there are more options, you know, more steps, more, you know, whatever, you know, two fermentations and, and more, but all in all, uh, sake is well uh, above anything. Mm-hmm. The level of microbiology in the making of sake is insane. It's insane. Mm. And, you know, it cannot be purely science. Mm. You know It cannot be pure science. Uh, there is, you know, the, the guys in Japan are on top of their game. Uh, you know, there is really so much uh, knowledge uh, that uh, one can see it's so much about the experience and uh, empirism mm. as well. You know, things never happen exactly the, the way you have been anticipating because there are too many variables between the the composition of uh, of the rice, the composition of the water, and the ferment, the the microbiology is about really so much of a mystery, uh, so much of the unknown of uh, organic uh, living uh, matter.
2: Mm. So,
1: and you know, you were saying that uh, the, the great greatest brewers of, of, of Japan are. Uh, intending to make really sort of a consistent, continued character year in and out uh, without uh, assemblage. And I have my total respect because there are so many variables and making it really continued enough is such an achievement. It's mind-blowing. So I'm not saying that I'm taking it from a different perspective for a different agenda. That uh, what uh, my peers in Japan achieve is mind blowing. Mm. So, well, what, what I hear
0: is that yeah. um, for wine, twenty uh, percent uh, it depends on the quality of the wine. Twenty percent of the wine depends on who makes it, and in Japanese sake, it's like over sixty percent, seventy percent. So, wow. um, I,
1: I totally agree on this.
0: I, yeah. Right, okay, so,
1: so yeah, that brings us to the notion of terroir. Well, you know, because uh, people keep bombarding me with uh, that question on terroir and,
2: uh, mm.
1: and uh, maybe I won't be politically correct uh, there in Japan but uh, as you said you know sake is way more making than sourcing it doesn't mean that uh, you know rice is not important it's just really the weight of each parameter you know the way well, that Whereas uh, you know, in one making grapes are really sometimes you, you say well, eighty percent. if found this right. Mm. So you know, uh, way above fifty in any case. So and uh, I know there is really an interest, uh, a concern on uh, the, the rice of the rice terroir in Japan. But to me, if there is really a main major, strong element of terroir, it's really a sake terroir.
2: Mm. I'm a
1: great believer in sake terroir more than rice terroir.
0: That is true. And sake also,
1: terroir is about the kura, is about the brewery.
0: Right, yeah. So uh, there are many definitions of terroir, but uh, when it comes to sake, human terroir, people say is a big part of it. So that's interesting. Ah, that sure is.
1: Right. No, no, to me, when I say the kura, it's... Uh, Something uh, you know, I would say the the people, the first day, uh, the first place. We know mm. that uh, you know through the different guilds of uh, togees across the country. You know, you have different approaches. You know, you don't make the style uh, of nigata in nigata. You know, the same way as you do in the uh, in the down south of Japan, and and, uh, and so on. You know that. Uh, there's a cultural, uh, individual human element in the first place. N- number two is the water. To me, water is part of the the core. You know, it's it's making.
0: Mm. I don't know if you know, you are the human terror, a big part of it. Now, I'm not sure if you're aware of it now.
1: Yeah, you you know, <laughs> and actually, in one terroir, you know, the the, the men are part of the the terroir just as well.
2: Mm. the
1: the cultural the dimension uh, the, the sensitivity the the personal uh, profile of of the maker everything you know it, it is so important I put it really first you know together with the water and then the the, the kura itself is about really the layout of the equipment I've been visiting so many kuras in Japan I never found the two identical uh, layouts they are all different. Uh, I suspect that there are 1,200 coolers there must be as many layouts. And I'm I'm certain (laughs) it conditions the the final expression of the the sake. And third, you know, when you, as for people dealing with uh, the traditional uh, methods of, say, moto, you know, all the yeast propagation uh, methods, yeast starter propagation methods you know the the microflora of the, the the place you know the ambience of of the the bacterias whatever within the the cooler is mm-hmm. so important so well it's uh, between the the man the water the equipment and the microflora so I, i'm a strong believer in the, in the sake uh, tower which happens to be the cooler
2: Mm, right,
0: okay well uh speaking of um I didn't get a chance to um go to, you know details of this new crowd you you've been making sake with your um friend uh advisor brewery master sake brewery but you but you opened really beautiful new sake brewery in april twenty twenty one and uh it's by. Designed by Kengo Kuma, the world famous architect and your close friend of yours, so um, it it sounds like it's a new place and a new experience. So, um, how do you describe that brewery? Like you know, is it Um, space that kind of present new opportunity to discover sake, or what kind of space is that?
1: Believe it or not, Kengo Kuma never had been never designed a koala you know, at all. And for him, it was so important being really a proud Japanese, you know, architect of Japan, you know, designing a, a sake brewery or was of uh, major uh, outstanding importance. Mm-hmm. You know, so number one, so he was very involved, very, very committed. And on, um, on the other hand, you know, uh, I explained that commissions you know can go to design really something of the future. I wanted something you know showing good faith and confidence in the future of sake sending the message to Japan to my peers in the industry before even thinking of uh, you know the, the followers and lovers of you are making it a destination. I wanted it to carry an element of modernity. Without betraying anything of uh, DNA in a sense, but still progressing, you voilà. know. So it's the, first, you know, I wanted sort of a, a ship. Mm. I had the dream of a vessel, you know, people couldn't uh, embark onto. And uh, the revelation to me when, uh, has been when, uh, together with uh, Masuda san and uh, Kengo Kuma, we have been visiting really local traditional farms. Be it in Fukui region or you know or in Nanto uh, district uh, up north of Toyama Prefecture, that uh, there were those um, there are these uh, traditional farm farmhouses, one big body of a building, sheltering everything, everybody, the the owner, the 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 family, the staff, the the cattle. Uh, the food to the humans, to the animals, the, the crop, everything, and everybody's around, you know, getting around the, the earth, that sort of central social place of the, the building. And actually, I, I've been really, you know, ex- expressing that, uh, that philosophy to, to Kingo, who has been really so much of a master. And making the, the dream uh, true, and uh, and Kengu has been coming up with uh, the concept of uh, everything under on one single roof, meaning that uh, you know it's obviously so much production; it's the only one, one and only place of, of making for you know the entire production of of Iwa under mm-hmm. our control with a, uh, mo- uh, the most outstanding toji you could think of. And at the same time, we can receive, we can welcome people of of Japan and of the world just as well.
2: Mm. And
1: the guests are treated the same way as the the, the workers or the workers uh, uh, on the same standards as the the, the guests. Mm. It's one floor, one platform. Symbolically, it's the same material from uh, the the guests to, to the workers. It's really that ash from local wood, all blended together with a concrete, that's all dark gray thing, which again, unites you know, the, the production and the, and the, the reception. Mm. Uh, it's what it is.
0: Wow. Well, hopefully I get lucky to be able to visit the brewery. This sounds amazing. So also I think our listeners want to know where we, uh, they can get IWA IWA 5 available. And you know, it's in where in which country we have a lot of listeners in many countries. It's up to 190 countries, or worldwide. So where can we get IWA five?
2: Yeah,
1: uh, we we launched IWA five in, in the spring of 2020 in Japan. Then in uh, in the summer we extended to parts of, of Asia, and gradually to the full of Asia, and then moving to Europe. And then finally, uh, last but not least, I would say, uh, America. So mm. we have been really available in America since uh, November of 22. In all, uh, in all, we're in 31, 31 countries, as, as we speak. Very strong, very uh, Highly recognized and you know great notoriety in Japan, and uh, and the outstanding tremendous response in uh, in America as we, we speak. The rest of Asia is a bit more patchy as far as success is concerned, because COVID has been really you know a, a challenge to many countries. Uh, you know whenever you know looking at China or Hong Kong. Mm. The, the, has been a struggle, but we have many supporters, and I uh, uh, think they will be back on, you know, pretty rapidly. Europe is slow and will remain slow enough for long, because the recognition, the awareness of sake is less. So we have that groundwork to achieve and uh, to make it at the highest level of anything. And America is so aware enough of sake to. To respond to to Ewa, and it's an uh, exhilarating period of uh, in developing the the brand and the, uh, yeah the recognition. It's just uh, it's such a thrilling experience of seeing it, seeing it you know expanding out, uh, growing, developing, and uh, like a, a, a kid, and mm. you know, like a baby, you 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 see starting working and uh, getting more and more confidence and being really, growing up in a way, it's uh, such an element of a satisfaction,
0: mm-hmm. hard work,
1: but it still is. You know?
0: Right, so what
1: you uh, you know, mm-hmm. no, I, I wanted to complete my point and say that uh, I was telling you that it was, uh, it is so much reaching out uh, to and embracing the different cultures uh, of the world and their, their cuisines. It's so much about the cuisines, and the ambition of uh, of Iwa five uh, is definitely to to pair to be such an uh, in harmony with the great cuisines of the of the world,
2: mm. you know,
1: way outside uh, Japan, We're obviously probably Japanese in the first place, but we got to crack that box of uh, that perimeter of uh, Japanese uh, gastronomies uh, out to uh, all great cuisines with no exception. Mm. And actually, uh, uh, as we speak, uh, not even three years on the marketplace and uh, and, uh, and the COVID and everything, we're already in 43 star restaurants uh, of the world, as we speak.
0: Wow. Amazing.
1: Nine, nine of them being Japanese means that 31 are non-Japanese.
0: Mm. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I
1: believe it's an achievement. Yeah, I think it is an achievement. But nice. I believe it is. Nice. Yeah. And the follow-up from the chefs, you know, sommeliers, uh, you know, I've been keen on sake for uh, long enough. They, they are so supportive of sake wherever. But uh, the chefs, uh, I, I'm very intrigued. You know, in my own life, the, the chefs were not really so wine guys, so much of a wine guys. They were they, they were even managing a distance between their creative work, uh, and, uh, and the, uh, the wine, maybe, I don't know, being suspicious on the wine, being, uh, you know, maybe altering uh, really their work of food, I don't know.
2: Mm. Or, you
1: know, on a more competitive mode, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm still trying to make it out. But sake, you know, in general, and the e Five in particular, uh, chefs are way more relaxed, you know, and uh, keen and open and curious. So Mm. it's really great news. It's something the industry got to, you know, to work out for certain. Mm. Uh,
0: Well, I look forward to seeing uh, we're going to keep creating and keep inspiring, not just uh, the Japanese tech industry and consumers, but it sounds like the whole world. So good luck. And uh, so where can we find your updates online and on social media?
1: So... We're on uh, Instagram you know it's uh, Iwa. Mm-hmm. And we have a site you know where you can really have all the, the fundamentals of, of the brand and uh, having really all the descriptions of the sake and more. And uh, it's on uh, Iwa- sakejp uh, I mean uh, JP.
0: Okay. Wait. So IWA uh, dash or hyphen sake, S-A-K-E J P. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well right.
1: Great. And uh, yeah, it's such a pleasure, you mm.
2: know.
1: And uh, I want to embark more and more people on the uh, on the adventure. You mm. know, the the journey. Uh, I I see the whole thing as a sort of a journey. And. Um, the way people of Japan have been responding to IWA is amazing. Mm-hmm. The one thing people have been commenting on is really that uh, they experience a new sensation. It's, you know, many people say, where well, we can't see really some of the traditional characters of sake. And at the same time, it's uh, revamped, reshuffled, uh, reorganized into something which is totally unprecedented.
2: Mm.
1: so and and people are really following up you know they're so supportive
0: right it's a refreshing idea and um, kind of rediscovery myself i grew up very traditionally and my father was drinking traditionally too so yeah i i'm so grateful and uh, please keep me posted and you can come back on um, maybe new release or any new product you come, uh come up with you can come back and discuss
1: yeah, the moment we are really one sake, one single sake, but we'll expand out. You know, it won't be a vast expansion. You know, but if we could come up with two or three sake down the road over, over a few years, uh, I think I'm able to tell everything of Iwa we through three sake with that concise. that, uh, yeah, voila, here's the project. It okay. should keep me busy for long. Wow.
0: <laughs> I can see that. So, good luck and uh, thank you so much for joining us today, Vishar.
1: Thank you. It has been a tremendous pleasure. Thank you. All right. More to come. Thank you. <laughs> thank you.
0: So listeners, if you have any questions or comments about the show or suggestions for short or guests, please contact us at japaneats at heritageradionetwork.org or akikwataema.com. Japan Eats is a weekly program and is always available at heritageradionetwork.org as well as on iTunes, Stitcher and Spotify as a podcast. My engineer is Matt Patterson and thank you for listening. I will see you next week. Japan Eats is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. Keep in touch at heritageradionetworkorg slash subscribe.